You're listening to the Typical Trends Podcast, where we talk about all things mental health, body image, inclusivity, and making conversations around these topics more typical to have. Hello, guys. I have been up for maybe a half hour, but we are getting up and we are getting into it today. So, hello. I don't know what day of the week it's going to be by the time I release this, um, but regardless, I hope everybody's having a good whatever it is. I hope you guys are accomplishing whatever it is you want to accomplish. I hope you are working towards the goals you're working towards. And today we're going to talk about the famous New Year, New Me whole statement. So let's get into it. Okay. New year, new me. I I had a little bit of a pushback on this whole new year, new me thing this year. I had a conversation with my dad a couple weeks ago. I think it was probably before Christmas. And we were kind of talking about like, you know, what it is that has been bothering me, what's been keeping me down, what's been feeling like it's holding me back, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we're going on about how, like, well, you know, New Year's is coming up, and that's the perfect time to kind of start new and kind of start working towards whatever it is that you want to work towards and all that kind of stuff. And I I sat there, and I was like, yeah, you're right, you're right. And then I went home, and I was thinking about it on the drive home, and it kind of came to me, and I was like, why am I going to wait another three weeks? Why wouldn't I just start doing it now? I kind of, you know, I, I had a realization And I kind of sat down and I kind of thought through what are the things that I want to accomplish in this new year? What are the things that I have been saying that I want to do that I haven't done? What are the things that I need to light a fire under my ass and just start, just start it? And it kind of hit me if I keep putting timestamps on when I'm going to start something, it's just going to make me feel like I only have a certain amount of time to do that, or if I don't start it then, that I screwed up and I'm never going to start it. So, long story short, I sat down, I kind of thought about what it is that I want to do. Is it lose weight? Is it work on my relationships? Is it work on my health? Is it get more of a routine? It was all of those things. But the main root of how I'm going to change any of that was me. Let me break it down for you. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say, I am so tired of the time. And if you saw my post from the other day, this is kind of in reference to that. A little tough love. Nobody else is going to make me do things if I don't want to do it. Nobody else is going to be able to make me do something unless I truly feel like I want to do it. And that's the reality of it. I can sit there and I can say, hey, mom and dad, I don't feel good about myself. I feel like shit. I don't like the way I look in the mirror. I don't like the way I feel in my clothing. Are my mom and dad going to be able to fix that for me? No. They're going to say encouraging things to me to make me motivated to make those changes for myself. But at the end of the day, who is going to make that change? And it's going to be me. I can sit there and I can complain until I'm blue in the face. 
But what is me complaining and being upset for myself and feeling bad for myself and all of that, what is that going to do as far as how that's going to benefit me? It's not. And I'm not going to sit here, I'm not going to say you shouldn't go through those things because I think those feelings are what kind of provokes change and kind of will motivate people to want to make a change. So I'm not saying don't ever sit there and be like, oh, this sucks and whatever else. A hundred percent, I think that you should feel the feelings that you feel because if you feel a certain way, then that's a hundred percent valid. But on the flip side, you are not being an advocate to yourself for change for yourself to make yourself whatever it is, feel better, be better, whatever it is, if you are just going to get caught up in what the problem is. That's not going to get you anywhere. My friends will tell you, my family will tell you, I am not somebody who just sits there and lets somebody complain and feel bad for themselves with no plan of action. Meaning, I'm not going to sit there and listen to somebody talk shit about themselves or put themselves down or say, this has been bothering me or I'm so tired of this or, you know, the famous in relationships, I don't like him, I don't want to be with him anymore or whatever else. And then you do nothing about it. I feel like I have the relationships that I have because they are based off of me being able to be 100% honest and say things in the best interest of my friends and my family, and I get the same exact thing back. So we'll talk about relationships another time, but that's another way to know whether or not a relationship is truly benefiting you or not, if they are able to give you, respectfully, that tough love. Oof, I need some coffee this morning. This is one of those mornings. Ever since I got this microphone, I want to do ASMR. And my foam that I was just drinking sounded really cool. So, you guys should just know by now, I go off on tangents. Um, But what I was saying, I was trying to define for myself what my goals are. And no, I don't want the cliche of, I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to whatever. I need to be more specific than that. I know I want to lose weight. I know I put on weight. I know I'm uncomfortable in my body. I am not in a headspace anymore where I constantly am so obsessed with being a certain number. My biggest thing is I want to be comfortable. I want to sit down and not feel my roles and be insecure and cover myself up. I want to be able to lay in bed on my side with my little fupa hanging out and not feel sub, you know, uncomfortable because Tim wants to put his arm around my stomach and I don't want him to feel my stomach. I just want to be comfortable. I just want to be comfortable. I I don't want to be skinny. I don't want to be a certain weight. I don't want to be a certain number. I just want to be comfortable. I want to be able to put on clothes and be comfortable in what I'm wearing. I want to be able to go shopping for clothes and get excited about what I can wear instead of constantly saying to myself, I'm not buying myself any more clothes until I lose weight. I want to enjoy that. But right now I can't because I'm very uncomfortable with my body. So what am I going to do about it? I'm going to watch what I eat. I'm going to watch when I eat. I'm going to watch how much I eat. I'm going to go to the gym. Now I'm not saying if you have to, that you have to go to the gym in order to lose weight. That's not what I'm saying. For me, I used to have such a good relationship with the gym. I used to love it. But that was after I went from 
going to the gym every single day and running on the treadmill on an empty stomach until I basically felt like I was going to throw up at the prime of my eating disorder. That was my old relationship with the gym. Then I grew into just loving going and I felt good about myself. Then the pandemic came and I was in a bulking phase for those of you who know what that is, meaning I had put on a lot of muscle, but then the gyms closed and that muscle all turned to fat. So since then, I feel like I've been playing catch up and I've been go to the gym and get discouraged and then try to go back and get more discouraged and stay away from the gym because it probably wasn't the best for my mental health. And then there was no type of routine and it was just going nowhere. So my first kind of resolution that I made to myself as far as, you know, me not being happy with my body and not being comfortable and everything wasn't to lose weight. It was to work on becoming comfortable with my body again, however that may be. And I kind of sat back and I was like, okay, that's, I think that's a good plan. That sounds like something that will make me feel better overall. So how am I going to do it? And, you know, I talked about my relationships that I've had in the past with the gym. And I think the thing that has been a constant that may need to be changed is that I just picked up right where I left off when I went a little while without going to the gym. I never truly started over. And I actually posted something the other day on my story about how I did a, uh, a full body scan. And on my scan, it said that I had gained 22 pounds over the past year. Which for me, you know, I sat back and I was like, oh, I'm getting my period. I'm getting this. I haven't been whatever. I didn't go to the gym yesterday. Da, 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 making all these excuses. But at the end of the day, that wasn't going to make that big of a difference. It's not like you get on your period and you gain 10 pounds. So I post that to my story. I didn't post the how much weight, because at that point I I honestly wasn't going to say anything. I think my dad was the only one who I had told, actually. But, yeah, I gained 22 pounds. And it sucked to read. It really did. I, um, I had done a scan about a year ago. I think, what, there's 365 days in a year. I think my scan said, last time I did it was like 340-something days. So I was just about, just about almost at that year mark. And they, you know, they sent me my results from my first scan to my second scan and everything that changed. And I saw that gain 22 pounds, little area. And that was when I got in the car after the gym. And part of me was like, well, I don't deserve to go home and eat lunch now. <laughs> My first thought was, okay, well, I guess I'm not eating lunch and I'm barely going to have any dinner because I can't get away with not eating dinner because I eat dinner with Tim every night. And then the more I sat there, I kind of was like, fuck it. I'm starving. <laughs> like, I want fucking food. So I said, you know what? If I am going to do this, I have to have the mindset that I am starting over. I'm starting over. I'm starting over fresh. I need to start like I know nothing about the gym. I need to redefine my regimens. I need to figure out what's going to work for me on this new path that I am working towards of self-love. Not of getting a certain body type. Not of looking a certain way. Just wanting to be comfortable in my own body. So that's what I'm doing. 
you know, I lift a shit ton of weight. I love lifting heavy weight. I have never been the girl that ran on the treadmill. Even when I was running on the treadmill, <laughs> I was not the girl. I have severe asthma. I have shitty knees. My hips hate me. I have skinny fucking ankles. I just never felt comfortable running, and I have a pretty large chest that makes me uncomfortable to run. And that was never the way for me that I planned on losing weight. When I was at the point that I was barely 116 pounds and I was not eating anything and the things that I did eat, I was mostly throwing it up, then I could run, yeah. But I'm not the type of girl who has the body type of a stick figure. It's never been my body type. I can work towards that body type as long as I want to, but that is not the structure that I have. And I came to accept that. It took a while to get there and accept that, but I came to accept it. I can either sit in that mindset of, I want to obtain something that is truly never attainable because that's just not my body structure, or I can realize this is the body that I have. How do I make it the best body I can give myself and a body that will do for me what I want it to do and make me comfortable in all the things that I choose to do with it. So I'm starting over. I'm not lifting a shit ton of weight. Not for nothing, I have freaking carpal tunnel and tendonitis in both of my hands and wrists because apparently I'm 85 years old. I mess up my back when I deadlift because I have scoliosis and I can have the perfect form and wear the bell and whatever else, but... I don't have the body type that necessarily I feel I should be deadlifting. I love deadlifting. My chiropractor rips me a new one every single time I come in and I say my back's killing me and he already knows why. I'm still going to deadlift, but I'm not going to lift hundreds of pounds. I'm going to lift less and do more reps. I can still get a good sweat. I can still get a good workout by changing my approach to the gym. So that's what I'm trying. I'm taking rest days, like today. I didn't go to the gym either yesterday, honestly. I got my period yesterday. I didn't feel like it. I said I would go on a walk. Didn't get around to it. And I didn't go this morning. Tim just left to go to the gym, and I'm here. (laughs) I'm learning that I need to do what my body is telling me. Yes, it's great to push yourself, but I push myself to the point that I'm constantly fatigued, and that leads to my next point. I think I say at least twice a day, let's go with a really low ball number, how exhausted I always am. And it's not always like I'm tired, like I can fall asleep, but I feel physically tired, like my body is fatigued. And again, I sat back and I said, okay, I'm always tired. Let's evaluate my sleep schedule and my sleep patterns and whatever else. What do I do before I go to sleep? Well, most of the time I end up staying up with the TV on with no volume so I don't wake up Tim because I just feel like I can't fall asleep yet and I go to sleep no earlier than probably 12 o'clock. And I... I'm not consistent with my sleep schedule. I don't go to bed the same time. I don't wake up the same time. I don't wind down before bed. 
I will sit on my phone, which I hate that I've turned into thinking this way now because I feel like it's always my parents who have been like, it's the phone, it's the phone. But it is the phone. It is the friggin' phone. It's not good to look at before you go to bed. But that's what I do. I'm like, go, go, go all day long. So then I finally lay down and I'm like, okay, let's catch up. But that's not what I should do. So Tim and I started reading before bed. And let me tell you, that shit tires out my eyes. <laughs> tires out my eyes. And I've been getting up at like 6.30 or 7 around the time that Tim gets up for work because leading into my next point, every day I go on and on about how I, there's not enough time in the day. I currently am working at my mom's store, which I talked about in my first episode that she opened her first storefront. I've been working at her store And we are open Wednesday through Saturday, meaning I don't work on Mondays or Tuesdays. I fell into this trap, I guess, so to speak, of, you know, Tim wakes up at 6 o'clock and has gone by 6.30, so I have no accountability as far as anybody making sure I get up. I can tell anybody whatever I want as far as when I woke up, but why do I think it's okay for me to sit there and feel bad for myself because I have so much to do and I'm so stressed Yet, I can't pull myself out of bed until 12.30 in the afternoon on a Monday or a Tuesday. You know? And part of me hates that it's so easy for me to be like, well, Haley, this is your problem. <laughs> like, how did I not realize? But for me, depression kicks in when I have nothing that I feel like I have to do like getting up for work or anywhere I have to be. So for me on Mondays and Tuesdays, I feel like what's the point of me getting up? I have no real reason to get up. I have no real driving force as to why I should get up. So I snooze my alarm in eight minute increments for three and a half hours. And then I get out of bed and I skip breakfast and don't eat until three o'clock and then don't make it to the gym because at that point I don't want to go that late. And then we can see there how everything ends up spiraling and affecting everything else. So my moral of this long exaggerated story is to stop being a bitch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I wish it was so simple. I wish it was so simple for me to just give you guys this one piece of advice and that will make sure you are always, always, always using your time wisely and beneficially. But I can't. All I can say to you is sit down. If you're somebody who likes to write things down, sit down, get a pen and paper and write down, let's say one, two, three, one, two, three things that you want to accomplish or that you are working towards. And it doesn't have to be a clear defined, I want to lose 10 pounds. It could be, I want to improve my outlook on the world. Okay, so how do you do that? You work on changing negative thoughts and replacing all negative thoughts to your ability with more positive thoughts. You do things that get you out in the world more where you can see how amazing the world can be if you're not caught up in the negatives. And I can't lie to you, there's a lot of negatives. 
But there's also a lot of things in your life, I'm sure, to be grateful for or to just step outside and enjoy the feeling of sunshine on your face and realize how beautiful this world can be. Write down three things. Write down the problems that you're having with doing that thing or getting to that thing. And then write down three solutions. And I think that will help you guys the same way it's helped me. I kind of got to a point where I realized I'm not going to make any progress if I just keep starting from where I left off from. I have to start from the beginning and build my way back up again. Yeah, I sound like, I, I get how that kind of sounds like a little bit like backwards on itself. I'm not going to get anywhere if I start over again. But obviously the way that I was doing it wasn't working. So why would I keep picking up from where I last started? I was talking to one of my friends a little while ago, and I'm sure once I kind of get into this and I explain what I'm talking about, the person will know exactly that I was talking about them. I was talking to my friend a little while ago, and I was talking to her about situations that I necessarily couldn't help with because I don't know what it's like. I haven't been through it. I can't give you the answers. But I basically told my friend, listen, I know you have this, this, and this going on. I know that this is adding to this. This is also adding to this. But try and look at it this way. Look at everything on a timeline. Say right now, I'm, I'm stressed. Say I'm stressed because I have a paper I have to finish in a week I have to pay my rent with not too much money that I have. I have to do X, Y, and Z, and then I have, you know, then after all that's over with, then I get a break. Let's break that apart. I'm starting with, these are my feelings about all of this stuff that I'm looking at in front of me. However, a lot of these things that I'm looking at in front of me, they have limits. For example, my paper is due next week. After next week, that paper is checked off my list and I don't have to worry about it anymore. Then I go after that. I have my rent that's due. Okay, what do I have to do to make sure I have enough money to pay for my rent? Then rent is paid and I don't worry about it for another month. I kind of said to her, look at things in a timeline. I know that there's a lot on your plate right now, but think about it as there's a lot on your plate that's coming up that then will be over with. There's a lot of things that are happening that you're leading up to, but those things are going to happen and then check mark, it's done. So look at it that way. I know that when things are going on and they're a lot and they're heavy, it feels like they're never going to end. But most things do have an end mark. They have an expiration date. So if it helps anybody, if you have a lot of things on your plate, again, I'm a very, I've said it before, I'm a very visual person. I am a list person. I will make a list of a list of a list. I write everything down. My notes app is filled with so much shit that I probably would never go back and look at, but at the time it helped me to write it down. Write shit down. And literally write down what it is and when it will be over with. 
and use that as a way to show yourself this is not going to last forever. This paper that's stressing me out and keeping me up by this time next week, that paper will be turned in and it'll be out of my mind. Yes, there will be more papers after that probably, but you deal with that when it comes. Make yourself a checklist with those dates of when that's going to be over with. The same way you would put stuff in your calendar to make sure that you don't lose sight of when that's going to happen. Same thing with a doctor's appointment. You're not going to go leading up to a doctor's appointment and then you're just worried about the next one or you're, no, you're planning already for the next one and that's on your agenda. When you go, it's over with. Make a list. Make a visual timeline of, yes, currently at this moment I'm stressed because I have this, this, and this. Okay. This is done when? Check off my list. This is done when? Check it off my list. Reevaluate your list. And yes, no, not everything's going to get checked off. Some things are going to take longer than other things. Like my friend, she was getting ready to buy a house. Yeah, that takes a shit ton of time. There's a lot of different parts to it. But again, inspection is this date. Okay, inspection's done. Check off here. First payment. Okay, first payment's here. Check it off. It makes it a lot easier, in my opinion, and it's helped me, and that's all I can do on here. All I can do with this podcast is share with you guys things that I have done that have helped for me in hopes that it will help you. I can't sit here and I say, yes, Susie, your situation is this, this, and this, and I know exactly what to tell you because I'm not Susie. I'm not you. Same way I said in my first episode, I can help people with their anxiety and their feelings and their depression and their whatever, but to an extent. Even when I become a therapist, there's always going to be to an extent that I can help. I can never sit here and say, I get it. Because yes, I could maybe go through something similar. I could be stressed at school and you could be stressed at school, yes. But do we have the same outside factors? No. So that's something you always have to take into consideration when I talk about these things, please. Try and relate them to you just like I will try to relate to you guys. The basis of what I'm saying can be applied to anybody. But the work that you have to do that I can never do for you now or when I'm licensed is that I cannot find those solutions for you. I can guide you towards those solutions. I can help give you tools that will help you to realize those solutions for yourself. But I cannot solve them for you. And I won't solve them for you. Because what is that going to do for you? What, the next time something comes up, you're going to come running back to me again and be like, Haley, please talk on your podcast about how you perfectly solved that problem. No, I'm not here to do that for you. I'm here to give you advice for you to change the way you look at a situation or how you handle a situation, not to tell you step by step, okay, Susie, this is how you fix this, this, and this. I'm going to guide you to the best of my ability. So that's all I can say about that. So, I want to kind of recap what it is that we talked about today. (coughs) After I can breathe again. Let's work together to define, redefine, what it is that we want to work towards this year. Some of you may think the whole, let's stamp this for another year thing is stupid, I can't sit here and say I 100% don't think it is because, again, to my example in the very beginning, I didn't start when January came. But you got to start. We need to stop with this whole, 
oh, these are my problems, let me post about it on a black screen on Snapchat, but then do nothing and just complain. It's going to do nothing. And I'm sorry, but it honestly just pisses me off. I don't have sympathy for people that don't want to do anything for themselves to make their situation better. I understand. I'm not oblivious to the fact that there is not always an immediate solution and that sometimes things are out of our hands. 100%. But if you have the means to fix a situation, then just do it. Just do it. You are not doing any help to yourself by sitting there and wallowing in your own self-pity. Sorry. But that's the truth of the situation. Don't go blaming it on Susie Q. Don't go blaming it on the weather. Don't go blaming it on uh, that equipment wasn't available to me. Figure it out. And I only say this because this is the same conversations I've been having with myself. I went to the gym the day after Christmas. I walked in, and it was like how one of those uh, things on TikTok where they make the jokes about all the Wii characters, like filling the gym and everybody just like, I don't really know exactly why it would be Wii characters, but like there's just a shit ton of people and there's nowhere to go. And I walked in and I was like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> like, I don't want to figure this out. But then a part of me was like, okay, I'm not going to let it bother me or make me not work out because I can't come in and do exactly what I was planning on doing. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to make the best of the situation and I'm going to check off the fact that I did work out today. I got to stop making excuses because excuses got me to where I am now and where I am uncomfortable and why I am uncomfortable, why I'm stressed and why I'm tired and why I'm whatever else it may be. Excuses got me there. I got to cut the excuses and I have to just start doing it. And I think if you're listening to this, you feel like you have to too. So if any of you out there are listening to this and you feel like it relates to you, if you feel like you want to talk about anything, shoot me a message and let's help each other. Because if there's anything that I've learned from the more that I have been vulnerable on my social media is the fact that I'm not alone. I shared about the fact that I had gained weight and that I'm starting over. And I was flooded with messages about, I get it, and your thing spoke to me, and it re- I realized it because of what you wrote, and this and this, and thank you for being so vulnerable and open. And every time I post something, part of me is like, oh God, I'm going to stand out because people are going to think I'm weird as fuck. And that I share too much. But then I get flooded with messages and I realize that I really am not alone, which means you are not alone either. So do something about it. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys could take away some stuff from this episode that will help you. Again, my messages are always open if you guys want to further the conversation. Let me know what it is you want to talk about on here. Let's keep the conversation going. Let's keep conversations like this something that is more typical to have because I think we'll all benefit from it. Just be nice to each other and I will see you guys in the next one.